Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. Uh, I want to begin with a prophecy that Isaiah gave and is quoted in the New Testament. And it says, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and you will call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So literally Jesus coming is like it is God with us. That is the good news of Christmas. Now, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about names, all right? And there's just some names I'm just really glad that none of my granddaughters have, right? In fact, I want to wreck a couple Bible names. I just want to recommend you never use for like your kids or grandkids, all right? First one for girls not to use, Jezebel. Just bad, right? Not a good name. Don't use that one. And then there was this guy in the Bible. He had five daughters. And I'm like, did you just run out of names or what? Because he called one of his daughters Hogla. And I thought, you know, they just give you an inferiority complex, an ugly complex or something, you know. Hogla. That's just a bad name, right? Now, for guys, for boys, uh, I recommend you not use Judas. Number one, all right? And then there's, there's one other one, all right, that I want to really recommend that you do not use, and that is Ichabod. Now, now, some of you are like, where is that in the Bible? I'm going to give you the story here, all right? Now, what has happened is that the Israelites and the Philistines, are, they're battling again, and, and it's not going well for the Israelites. And they've been disobeying God. They've been running from God. And they think, well, this is what we'll do to make God help us. They said, we will bring the Ark of the Covenant and then God will, God will show up because the Ark is there, right? So they go into battle with the Ark and the, the, the high priest and judge is Eli. He is 99 years old. He has two sons, Hophnius and Phinehas. And, and these guys, the Bible just says that they're sons of Biel and they don't know the Lord. But yet they are carrying the Ark and as they go into battle, the ark is captured. Hophni and Phinehas both are killed. Right? They bring back the word and the high priest, the judge, Eli, he hears, he falls over backwards and breaks his neck and dies. And when his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, who was pregnant at the time, heard because she was, she was due to deliver. It says when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured, her father-in-law and her husband was dead. She bowed herself and gave birth and her labor came, pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, do not fear for you have borne a son. But she didn't answer, nor did she regard it. And then she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured because her father-in-law and her husband had died. And she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God had been captured. So literally, when, when, when she looks at what has just happened, she thinks this is the end. God has forsaken us. And, and literally for, for this child, she, she, here's what so often happens. We look at the situation around us and we make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. 
And that is what, what she's doing right here. She is making a declaration and she is saying the glory has departed. God is nowhere around, right? But yet the message of Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. But she has got this Ichabod attitude, Ichabod spirit, where, you know, it's kind of like the glory has departed from my family, the glory's departed from our marriage, the glory's departed from our nation. There's no more good days, there's no more joy, there's no more peace, there's no more happiness, there's no more presence of God, there's no more blessing, there's no more abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, there's no more of the favor of God, there's no more peace on earth, goodwill towards men, there's no more, He will never leave us or forsake us. Ichabod, Ichabod. Ichabod. How many of you know somebody like that? Don't raise your hand and surely don't give them a nudge. All right. But what the, what the message of Christmas is, you will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's like there's two spirits. There, there's two attitudes, two worldviews. One is Ichabod. Everything's bad. God's not involved. God doesn't care. God is distant. Things are not good and things are not going to get any better. And then there is a different attitude and that's the attitude of God is with us. Ichabod sees everything as negative. The future is going to be bad. Everything's going to be oppressive. Things are hopeless. There's no faith. There's no hope. There's no dreams. There's no future. But the message of Christmas is that God is with us. Again, that angel said, this is the most joyful news that has ever been announced. And it is for everyone. Listen, God with us is for everyone, not just a select few, right? But so what many people adopt that attitude of Ichabod, the glory has departed, right? That Ichabod spirit says, you know, life is getting worse. The future is bleak. There's going to be setbacks. Nothing ever works out. There's going to be no breakthrough. Things are just going to be negative. And we need to be very beware that we do not pick up that Ichabod spirit, that Ichabod attitude, those Ichabod thoughts, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the Bible tells us, it says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life or spring the issues of life, some translations say, all right? Now, Jesus said it a little bit differently. Jesus said that out of your heart, you bring forth. You know, a lot of people think life just happens to them, but that is not true. Jesus said, you bring it forth out of your heart. You bring forth good or you bring forth bad. You bring forth positive, you bring forth negative, right? And some people, they're just negative. I mean, you know, they're talking about their marriage is bad, their kids are bad, their work is bad, the church is bad, everything's bad, right? And we live in that kind of a culture, all right, where it's just negative all the time. All right. And we need to not give sway to that Ichabod spirit that says the joy's gone, the hope is gone, the peace is gone, faith's gone, happiness is gone. Right. In fact, some people, even Christians, I'm talking about Christians, I think we could put their face on the book of lamentation. Right? They, just, they, they, they just picture it. All right. Tomorrow is just going to be bad. All right. And many Christians have that, that defeatist 
non-victorious attitude, right? But the Bible says the Christmas message is God with us. In Corinthians, it said that he'll always lead us in triumph in Christ, God with us. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. That Ichabod spirit believes that God is against us. But no, the Bible says that, that there is goodwill from God towards men. Jeremiah said, the thoughts that I have for you are to give you a future and a hope to do you good and not evil. All right. Now, not that we don't go through the same things. Everybody is going to face opposition. But as believers, if we believe the Christmas message, we have a different attitude. We believe that God is with us, that where God is going to bring us through. In Psalms 23, David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me, right? That blessed hope for Christians, it's Jesus is coming again. That if the worst thing happens, listen, if the worst thing that could possibly happen, happen, you die, you go to heaven. Do you know if you lose, you win? That, that's the worst thing that can happen. And Paul said, it is far better, all right? We need to have that God with us attitude. The Bible says, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And again, not saying there's not gonna be tribulation. Paul talked about this in Romans chapter eight. He said, what shall we then say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who can bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is it who condemns? It is Christ who died. Furthermore, also risen, who is even at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Why? Because God is with us. He said, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, God with us. Doesn't matter what you're facing, he is with us. In, in Hebrews it says, therefore we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? When Jesus came, he went to Nazareth, his hometown, and went to the synagogue, the Bible says, as his custom was. And I want to salute you today for being in church on Christmas morning. That is a great custom. And it was that they, they handed to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book or the scroll and he found the place where it's written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to an out release to captives, recovery of sight to blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. Listen, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. That's what Jesus said. He said, this is the time 
when the free favors of God profusely abound. Why? Because God is with us. When we go through those challenges, we're not staying there. We pass through the valley of the shadow of death. The righteous may fall seven times, but the Bible says they rise again. We don't have an Ichabod spirit. The glory has departed. God is nowhere around. We've got an Emmanuel spirit, God with us. We have the favor of God. He said he'll never leave us or forsake us. We are not hopeless, purposeless. We don't listen to the devil that says life is not worth living. That's really the, the bottom of where that Ichabod spirit takes people. Your life has no purpose. Your life is not worth living, right? But we don't have that Ichabod spirit. We have the Christmas spirit, God with us, right? And in the natural, I realize, and, and you'll see this all through the Bible, there's ups and there's downs. And in, in, in uh, 1933, just down here in uh, South Bend, Indiana, I hope that's south, I'm pointing that way. I think this in this building, it's very confusing what direction is what you, you know that if you first time you come here, you always lose your car. Right. So, so South, South Bend, Indiana, 1933, Studebaker Incorporation uh, went into receivership. The president of Studebaker, Albert Erstein, he commits suicide. That's what he believed. He believed Ichabod. There's no future. There's no hope. Things are going to get worse and worse and worse. But you know what happened? The best days that Studebaker ever saw were still in the future. And to people look at their situation right now and they name it, they claim it, they, they make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. And I don't know what you're facing today, but I do know this that God is with you, that God is for you, that there is good will from God towards you. God is not your problem. You turn to God, he will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death and you do not need to fear any evil because he is with you. He is with you, he's for you. The devil tries to tell you, pull you down, you're defeated, it's hopeless, there's no purpose. That's the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he knows if he can get that spirit on the inside of you, that he can tear you down. But it is Emmanuel, God with us. And listen, God with us is greater than Ichabod because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So keep your heart with all diligence. Don't let that Ichabod spirit get on you. You know, there, there's people, they walk into the room and the whole atmosphere changes. You look at them, you're like, I'm gonna slip my wrist. I mean, you know, life is hard and it's disappointing and it's empty and nothing ever works out for me and things are purposeless and things are bad and they're gonna get worse and I'll never be free and I'll never have a breakthrough and nothing ever works out for me. That is an Ichabod spirit. It is the exact opposite of the spirit that God wants to be on Christians. God with us. You know, I've heard a lot of Ichabod lately. People, oh, politically, Ichabod. Economy, Ichabod. Educational system, Ichabod. You know, news, NBC, ABC, woe is me. You know, you listen, you're like, ah, all right. That's not the message of the church. The message of the church is God with us. 
God moving through us. He said he will never leave us and never forsake us. No matter how dark it gets, the Bible says darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness or gross darkness to people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you because God is with us. David was facing opposition. Listen to this, Psalms 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. I mean, we have people saying all sorts of things about our life, about our nation, about our economy, all right? But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord. He answered me from his holy mountain. I lied down, I slept, I wake again because the Lord sustained me. What's David saying? God is with me. Now you may be facing struggles. You know, you may be facing criticism and cynicism, all right? And pressure can be mounting. It doesn't matter what people say. They'll say, oh, you're going down. The Bible says that God is with you. And as believers that in the church, we're supposed to have a different spirit. Not the revival's over, God's not moving, the Holy Spirit isn't moving anymore. It's Emmanuel, God with us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, some of you need to inform your face, God is with us. You look like you've been baptized in pickle juice. The gospel is good news. God is with us, right? God is with us. You know, his kingdom is coming, all right? The Bible says in Isaiah 7, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now, it does not matter how dark it looks on the outside. The kingdom of God, of its increase, there will be no end. The kingdom is prospering, all right? But it's prospering where people believe that message that God is with us. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, something hits your life. Don't pick up that Ichabod spirit. No, pick up that God is with me spirit. God is going to see me through whatever comes my way. In the rough times, remember, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, Job went through a terrible time. He's, he's a, one of the Old Testament characters. Terrible things happened. And finally, he turned to God. He said, God, I know that you're my answer. And when he went to God, had that God with us spirit and attitude, the Bible says God turned his captivity. You know, in marriage, you, know, you need to have an Emmanuel spirit. God is with us, not an Ichabod spirit about your marriage. The glory has departed. You know, some of you, you get married and you, you think, man, this is ideal. Man, about two, three years later, you're saying, this is an ordeal. About another two years past, you're like, I got a raw deal. <laughs> and then you're looking for a new deal, all right? That, that's because you've got an Ichabod spirit. You need to have a Emmanuel spirit, God with us. You did not miss God when you married that person. You didn't miss God. You just need to realize God is with you. God will walk you through, right? And, and realize this, one of the purposes of marriage is, is, is 
for you to grow and develop. How many of you know your spouse helps? Three people. All right. I will. (laughs) The Christmas story, the Christmas truth is God with us. The counterfeit that the devil puts in the world is that Ichabod spirit that God is not with you, that the glory has departed, that God is not concerned. But the angels said, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. God has goodwill towards you. And again, don't take a a temporary situation, right? Circumstance and make that thing permanent through your declarations. As uh, Jacob and Rachel, they had uh, been with her, her father for several years, for 20 years. And they're, they're coming back to Israel and uh, she's great with child. And they get to Ephrata which is just right outside Bethlehem. In fact, we're going to be at Rachel's tomb in about two months. We'll be standing right in the spot. And, and she's pregnant and she begins to d- deliver her child. And uh, she's just having a terrible time. And this is what she says. She names him Benoni. Benoni. And this is what it means. It means the son of my sorrow. It says, but his father, Jacob, changed his name immediately. And said, his name is Benjamin, the son of my right hand. When things happen in your life, you can name them. You can say, this is bad. Or you can say, God is going to show up. And literally, he became the son of his right hand. And it's also a beautiful picture of Jesus. Jesus went to the cross and he was literally the son of sorrow at that cross. But he was buried He rose again. He took a seat at the right hand of God. And today he is the son of his right hand. Listen, God's days all start with the night. You know, we we tend to think that a day starts when the sun comes up. That's when the day starts. But God, you you look back in Genesis chapter one, chapter two, it says in the beginning, there was evening and there was day. God's days always start with the night. Got that? God's days start with the night. Because what God wants to do is he wants to take that dark situation that you're in and he wants to break through and bring you into a glorious day where the glory of the Lord shines on you. Darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. The Bible says, but arise and shine because the glory of God will shine upon you. Emmanuel, God with us. That is the Christmas message. Would you please bow your heads for just a moment? I want you to think about Jesus. He left heaven and came and humbled himself, was born in a stable, surrounded by animals, laid in a manger, an eating trough for cattle, oxen and sheep. He humbled himself. He washed his disciples' feet. It was humiliating when he was betrayed by one of his own disciples, then denied by Peter. And the other disciples weren't even around to deny him. They had ran away. He went through a mock trial, was stripped, was whipped, was crucified, 
And on the cross, he was taunted. But it's all a picture of God with us. It's a picture of God loving you and I so much that he humbled himself, went to the cross, and paid for your sin and my sin. He loved us that much. And we look and we can say, I love him because of it. But what he wants us to do is to give our life to him, to receive him. The Bible says in John 1:12, to as many as receive him, to them he gives the right to be the children of God. The fact that Jesus was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago will not affect you or change your life unless you receive him. And when you receive him, the Bible says he gives you the right to become a child of God. You're forgiven. He makes you a brand new person on the inside. If you're here today, you're not right with God. You're away from God. You don't know where you stand with God. And you say, I want to be right. I want to be forgiven. I want to know I'm on my way to heaven. The Bible says to know that you have everlasting life. And if you don't know you're forgiven, right with God, you're not where you should be. As far as where you stand with God. But you are where you should be because you're here. And you're not here by accident. You're here because God is drawing you to himself today. So when I say three, I want you to lift your hand and we're going to pray together. And God is going to meet you right here in this place. And your life and eternity will be changed forever. As you lift your hand, the first thing you're saying, is you're saying, God, I know I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I'm coming to Jesus to be saved, to be forgiven. One. As you lift your hand, you're saying, God, today I'm giving Jesus all of my heart, all of my life. I'm holding nothing back. Two. Get ready. As you lift that hand, you're saying, today I'm receiving Jesus. He's coming into my heart. He's going to blood wash me from my sin, make me a new person on the inside. My past is going to be gone. I'm going to be forgiven. I'm going to be a part of the family of God on my way to heaven. Three, lift it up. Say, pray with me, pray with me. I see that hand and that hand and that hand, another hand and another. Others include me. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, would everybody please stand? Nobody moving unless it's absolutely necessary. Now, if you lifted your hand, then I want you to look right at me. Jesus hung on a cross for you and me. And what I'm gonna ask you to do right now is to just step out of your seat, make your way right down here. If you lifted your hand, bring your Bible, bring your coat, bring the person you came with, but make your way right down here. We are gonna pray and God is gonna meet you right here. When we say amen, in just a moment, your past, it is going to be gone. You are going to be right with God. You're going to be on your way to heaven. This literally is the most important decision anybody can ever make. It changes our life today, but it changes our eternity. The Bible says in Romans 10, verse 13, it says, whosoever, that means you, that means you, that means you, will call on the name of the Lord. We're going to call on his name the way the Bible shows us to. Right? This is God's promise. Will be saved. You just need to pray this prayer from your heart. Make these words your own. All right. And everybody, please take one hand, put it over your heart. Lift your other hand towards heaven. Come right on down. Come on down. And let's all pray this together. Again, make these words your own. Just say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. And I believe that he rose again. I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I am going to live for Jesus every day. 
And I thank you, you've heard my prayer. That your blood washed me from my sin. That my past is gone. That you make me a new person on the inside. A part of your family. On my way to heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.